Today's morning stream is brought to you by Murder Book, a new true crime podcast hosted by best-selling author Michael Connolly. Available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, be sure to check out Dark Sacred Night, Michael Connolly's latest number one bestseller featuring detectives Harry Bosch and Renee Ballard. And by XIQ Notecast. Notecast is a revolutionary app for podcast listeners. With Notecast, you can subscribe and listen to all your favorite shows, but you can also save portions of your favorite podcasts with automatic transcripts. Try it free for 60 days, no credit card required. Download Notecast for Android or iOS by going to notecast.app and sign up using the code TMS for a free 60-day trial. That's notecast.app and enter the code TMS when completing your sign-up. Coming up on TMS, slip sliding away. <laughs> Where did my ball Where'd my ball go? Why am I hearing that go? There we go. Where'd my ball go? <laughs> <laughs> Where did my butt, butt go, go, go? That's exactly what I was hearing. That was yes. really weird. Uh, I am covered in peanut butt hair. B, B, huge, giant B. But who's going to clean up after the Koopa shells? Making things with Bill. Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Take the legs sheer elegance touch test and feel the difference. This feels coarse. Mmm, so silky. That's the silky difference of legs sheer elegance. In silky support and control top two. It also had wide armpit holes. <laughs> the morning stream. Better than Quentin Tarantino's toe dipped in sour cream and onion. have to burn that fletcher file that one's gross tarantino's toe <laughs> dipped in sour cream and onion it's freaking foul dude yeah, yeah. why did i if ever there's anything that could make a toe worse it's sour cream and onion dip. yeah i can't think of anything that would make it worse than that but i can tell you this this is tms the morning stream for february 26 2019 and it's uh, 9 13 in the a.m we're starting a little late because uh, we yapped a lot at the beginning of the show. That's okay, though. Chat room got a, an earful, and uh, that was fun. That's right. You know, if there's if there's no other reason to show up here and watch the show live when we stream it, that's mm-hmm. the reason right there. You know, that's the best reason, because we talked about Mondegreens for 10 minutes. Yeah, plus we know we can handle more of you. We've seen, you know, there's a... Hello. There, there's a... <laughs> There's a there's a Fortnite streamer somewhere right now who's getting like 30,000 uh, watchers, so why couldn't we have a few right. hundred more? Come on in. The water's yeah. fine. This is a happy place. I got a, I got a little chai tea here. It's got some cinnamon in it because um, I just thought that'd be cool to do. Mm. Nice. Smooth, Brian, smooth. And uh, we got stuff to talk about, things to do. It's a Tuesday, and uh, uh-huh. you if you're ready for – if you want jury duty today, I think it's a good time because we're going to go – Everyone always thinks that when jury comes on, great, it's time to talk about Trump stuff. No, mm-hmm. this time, no. Oh, this really? Time, Not today, huh? No, we're going to talk about Bernie Sanders stuff. Okay, all right. I need a better read up. Yeah, which he's is that, also... He's that, uh, he's that Vermont fella, right? Yeah. That Vermont fella? Yeah, he's barely... He looks like the old guy in the corner going, oh, I wouldn't go up there to the old Wilson place <laughs> if I were you. I'd stay out of there. Sometimes dead is Better. No, he doesn't talk like that, but he is from that part of the country and he's uh, he's now running for president and has already earned a crap ton of money. And uh, I think he's kind of the he's just another end of the extreme stick. And it drives me slightly crazy that he's now in the mix again. So we'll uh, talk about that and uh, vent our feelings and it'll all be fine. 
I do have one quick. Uh, I have two things to vent about today. Yes. One let's, is let's one is minor. We're almost done with the floors. Uh, dude, dude, what does them is arriving any second upstairs. You're probably already here. And this is the final day. It's supposed to be anyway. We got our closet to finish and Carter's room, and then we should be done. And if that's it, then we're done. We're good. Uh, we never have to think about it again. It's super nice. We love it. It's all good. But here's the problem. Nobody thought about the dogs before we made this decision. So Would somebody think of the dogs? We changed, we changed the entire upper floor away from being a grippy, great place to put your paws and find purchase mm-hmm. to a slippery, slidey, zippity-doo floor. Because now it's all like this wood finish stuff that no dog can, you know, withstand. So when they get all hyper and want to go running, they do the whole Looney Tunes with their freaking legs to go anywhere. And then they finally get some some grip and then they run. Boomer's got a broken leg and is still healing from her surgery, uh, is terrified of the floor. So anytime she can find a rug of any sort, she's over there on the rug going like this. <laughs> she doesn't want to go on the floor. You so, know what, though? That I think that's fine. You don't want them to run uh, in the house. That, that's, a, that's a thing that... Uh, you actively try to avoid is having the dogs run around in the house. Outside is the place to do that. I agree. Just have with a yard. You. Yeah, dogs we, still run the yard. A little yard. Yeah, we could do that. And I take them for runs and walks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like uh, maybe what you're. If nothing else, you know, you've solved a problem. This is a good point. I was hoping. I was kind of hoping you would go this direction because this is my current thinking: is that yes, it seems hard for them now. Yes, it seems like a a hard environment for them when they're used to being able to get the. We call it the zoomies. When, mm-hmm. especially Rainer, she'll just yes. suddenly just start going, Argh! and now she's got to go, woo, woo, across the house. The wild hair, times. wild hair up her butt kind of thing. Yeah, I love watching it, but now she can't really do it as well. Although she's like, she's a, I don't know, I don't know what she is. Well, I mean, I know what she is. She's an Italian greyhound, and that's why she has this agility. But she can <laughs> yeah. go from like a rug and then do this like launching high vault onto a couch and then another launching high vault off to another rug somewhere. And never touch the floor if she wants. She's wow. like a par- so hardcore she does parkour. she the lava thing. Yeah, she's like hardcore parkour in the house. It's crazy. The other dog, she can't do that. She's a big slop. You know, like your dog, like Daisy. Just kind of yeah. a derba derba dee. Doesn't just really mellow. have it. <clears throat> so when she wants to get excited or have some fun, she has to hold still on a rug or else all hell breaks loose. But anyway, no more grip. And uh, maybe oh, Brian's you know right. I think it's a positive thing in the end. You know what? Uh, you know what the phrase is: "When God makes a floor slippery, the devil opens a window." That's the, <laughs> is that what they say? That's the phrase. Yeah. That's oh, the phrase. Wow. I guess that one passed me by. I just never heard that. One. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's going on now. Here's my bigger complaint of the week. Yes, I get it. I'm curious about this because I feel like I might have helped spawn this one. So, well, not so much. Here's 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 my complaint. Uh, I. Not a complaint. Here's some advice. Here we go. This is, that's what we'll call this. This is advice. If you want to, as always, here's a disclaimer. If you want to take my advice, great. If you don't, also great. This isn't me judging any of you in the chat or anybody listening to the show. You're all awesome, and I don't want a load of emails telling me how wrong I am. I just want to get something out that relates specifically to the Oscars, okay? Okay. The Oscar awards happen on Sunday. And here's what happens at those. Somebody wins, like Rami Malek wins mm-hmm. uh, a little unexpectedly. Like, I don't think he thought he was going to win. Right. Uh, and uh, by all accounts, he deserves to win. And and everybody's happy that he won. 
but it was a surprise. And so oftentimes what happens with the surprise is they don't go up there with a, a letter to read, unless you're Spike Lee. He had a bit of a letter to read. But <laughs> right, sometimes yes. people don't have anything to read. They're just going to, from the gut, respond uh what's her i can never remember her name who's best actress this year uh, uh, it was uh, olivia coleman yeah she's amazing uh, she and her speech was incredible because it was so yeah. from the heart and and just uh, the most fun humble sweet thing i've ever heard um by the way she's on that she was on that first episode of that david Tennant uh podcast which just came out like oh really yeah oh. i need to go back and listen to it because uh, i would like to hear more from her yeah i'm curious as to what her her life situation is her yeah. her uh, her day to day. What is the day to day of Olivia <laughs> Coleman? Is it does it start and end with vodka? I don't know. <laughs> she talks a lot about dogs, I think, and stuff like that. <laughs> but he uh, he interviews her, so she's she's nominated in this interview. But of course, this is before she won. So I'm just kind of curious. But anyway, so so I don't have any. There's no complaints about any of this. Um, Randy Malik gets up, talks about being a uh, first generation. Um, Egyptian. I guess second generation Egyptian immigrant. So his parents were immigrants right. from Egypt. He's still first, you know, brought up here and talked about how that opportunity is a huge thing for him. And it was a, you know, I thought it was a very heartfelt, nice, nice conversation. Uh, no problem. And again, you're winging it. You're up there improving. You're just saying what you feel like saying. And you're also in front of a ton of people, all of your peers. There's a lot of pressure. Hollywood's a bit of a meat grinder. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, she's looking right at Glenn Close, who is the expected winner of this category, a person that Olivia Coleman admires and looks up to, and and basically can, all she can say is, "Oh, this is not the way that I was hoping it to go." Yeah, this isn't the way down. I pictured it going down. Yeah, which was so, super sweet. And in his case, yeah. you know, he's this young guy coming up in Hollywood, mostly yeah. known for TV roles, and now suddenly all this. So this is all great. He goes and sits down, specifically Rami Malik. He's done talking. Sure. For the next four days, I it hasn't been four days. Next two days feels like four days. I keep seeing articles pop up going, Rami Malik missed a real opportunity to truly address the issue of the immigrant, this and that and the other. <sighs> and then somebody else will say, oh, so and so really, uh, you know, they blew it. This is not a win. Uh, turns out for this uh, particular cinema deal because he didn't mention this. I have had it with people whose little special little interest item, little point of light that they wanted to make sure somebody mentioned in their speech didn't get mentioned. You can all yeah. F right off. Like yeah. F the right oh, yeah. off out of here. Just go that yeah. direction and shut the door behind you. Goodbye. Here's, here's how it works. Uh, go make a movie. Uh, do a really good job at it. Get an Oscar. And then when you get up on stage, then you can say your thing. Yeah. <laughs> And if you say it wrong, or you piss somebody off, or you don't say what somebody wanted to hear, tough poopskies. Yes, like, it's just right. not your thing. You don't get to choose. Uh, 30 million people watched. It's up 12% from last year, which surprised me. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't understand why anybody thinks that they get to go, oh, well, this is like if one of us got up at a podcast award or something, and we didn't mention, I don't know, audacity and that it was a cool piece of software <laughs> right yes there you go. That, that's a really good comparison like you know i really want to thank uh uh you know my wife for being here for supporting me doing this podcast all these years and oh and i really have to throw out a great big thank you to garage band <laughs> <laughs> right exactly if it wasn't for garage band and, and bands like it like like todd cochran everybody todd cochran <laughs> like you could there's lots of comparisons to be made but this 
Yeah. I know that people think that the Oscars is trite. I do too in a lot of ways. I understand that. That's not what this is about. What this is about is you don't get to say. It's not your yeah. place to say. And you don't get to say complete failure of an acceptance speech. He could have gotten up there and addressed this very real issue. No, well, dude. He played Fe Freddie Mercury real good and he got an award for it. Exactly. He got and up there the and... Yeah. If he would have gotten up there and said, and, you know, I want to take a minute to talk about the uh, the immigrant situation and uh, specifically DACA and the Dreamers and da-da-da-da, then there would be as many hateful emails saying, I wish, or uh, tweets or whatever, I wish stars would just get up there and just talk about the movie and be thankful for getting up there and doing what they did instead yeah. of having always having to bring up some sort of injustice. But those same people would be thrilled if he got up and went anti-immigration. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, you just don't right. get to pick. It's up to it's <laughs> yeah, up to Ramey exactly. Malik to get up and do what he wants to do, or whoever. Ramey Malik getting up there and saying, uh, you know, uh, by the way, I really want to take a minute here and just say, uh, I think the wall is a fantastic <laughs> idea. I think we should really just take money away from teachers. And, uh, Can you imagine? Uh, in a Hollywood, Hollywood thing? Oh, my gosh. Teachers really get paid way more than they should. It's, you know, it's actually such a really easy career. Let's take money away from teachers and put it towards the wall. Thank you. Hey, yep, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to my agent. I don't know why that's the music, but anyway, and then there's uh, somebody. Oh, this is my favorite part. Somebody was saying um, it's just preaching to the choir when they do this, and I say if they do have a cause, right? So like when Spike Lee has his thing, they're yeah. just preaching to the choir. Nobody there is going right. to disagree with them. But I disagree. I'm watching that telecast. And I <laughs> you see, see Scott Bayo in the audience. Somewhere? No, no Scott Bayo. They don't invite that guy. He sucks. But uh, <clears throat> I noticed that when Spike Lee's up there doing his thing and some people are going, and they stand up and they're clapping. Yeah. There's like one gray haired dude and his wife kind of up close to the front who are just hands and laps staring straight ahead going, no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna it? support this. Somebody made the joke about uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, it was Trevor Noah uh, talking about uh, um, Mel Gibson using the N word or something like that. And then they cut to the audience, and Maya Rudolph is kind of chuckling, and Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Apparently, they all sat together too. Like, yeah. not only did they go up and do their thing together, but they sat together. Yeah. Um, Amy and Tina kind of, kind of. Uh, uh, a deadpan face like just kind of like mm, okay yeah <laughs> yeah they just weren't they weren't so into it i thought i right. thought it was kind of a daring scary joke to tell also i think trevor yeah, Noah would sure. be a great host by the way so i just would put that out there that he would Heck probably yeah. be pretty good at that um but at the end of the day I'll, i guess my message is don't expect people to parrot your thing just it's it's first of all it's got nothing to do with anything it's an award show for acting stuff so right. the right. fact that they use it as a platform for stuff like this isn't crazy uh, it's not a crazy idea because they have a lot of people looking and a lot of people paying attention and they're in a position of fame and fortune not unlike somebody like donald trump for example who also gained a lot of attention because he was kind of a celebrity a shitty one if you ask me but still it's the same category <laughs> so they're all playing right. the same game and i'm just sitting there going why do you think you get to choose what Rami malik says you don't get to choose you don't get to send in your notes and say, have him get up and go, okay, well, first I need to read this paragraph from Bill in Nebraska who says, like, he doesn't get to do that. <laughs> all right. right. There we yeah. go. That's no, all I, I wanted to you. say. Look, look, if I won an Oscar, you know what I'd be? A fumbling idiot up there is what I'd be. 
Mm-hmm. I'd go, I'd get up there and go, oh, but I, I, I don't know how this is even possible. I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson. You were actually better than me, but I'm I mean, sorry. What you'd say is, wow, I, I don't know why I'm up here. I don't do anything with movies. I, don't, I wasn't even in a movie. I do podcasts. <laughs> so why they gave this to me, I don't know. But all right, thanks. See ya. Yeah, I don't even have a tuxedo on. I'm just like in my sweatpants. <laughs> how did I get here? Yeah. And why am I naked? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Is this a dream? Anyway, so there's that, and I just wanted to get that out of my system, and I feel better now for talking about it. <clears throat> All right, before we get uh, to the news, I want to talk about Murder Book, a new true crime podcast hosted by best-selling author Michael Connolly. Have you heard it? It's good. It's all the rage right now, by the way. True crime podcasts. This is a good one. If you've heard the name Michael Connolly and it sounds familiar, it's because you know him from his books, those Harry po- uh, Bosch books, which also is a fantastic series on Amazon Prime. And... uh that's a really cool show. You should go check it out. We want to thank them for supporting the morning stream. Uh, on Murder Book, the podcast, he returns to his roots as a journalist. Best-selling author Michael Connolly now presents the true crime podcast, Murder Book. They work with the very detectives who inform his novels and his hit TV show, Bosch, as I mentioned before. And um, the podcast explores real homicide cases, not covered in the mainstream media. It's uh, Season one is the tell-all-tale bullet, or excuse me, the telltale bullet, rather. And it dives into a 30-year-old Hollywood carjacking gone wrong that tests the very limits of American criminal justice. So you want to check that out. He's also got this brand new book out, The Dark Sacred Night. Dark Sacred Night is the latest number one bestseller featuring Harry Bosch and Renee Ballard. You can find that wherever books are sold. Uh, I cracked into the book, and it's fantastic. The Bosch stuff is just so good. Uh, It's really, really good. And the podcast is a really nice surprise for me. I think it's very, very good. I think you should listen to Murder Book. Uh, be sure to check it out. Again, the Murder Book Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. doesn't matter. Uh, or at murderbook. Uh, excuse me, murderbookpodcast.com. That's murderbookpodcast.com. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It is time for us to discuss the news, and it's brought to you by... Frog Pants Plays! Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 noon Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash frogpants. Oh, yeah, that's today. So later later you today, playing? you'll get a you mashup. Still playing that Outlast or whatever it's called? Yeah, Outlast Out- 2, it's called. Um, it's a sequel, and it's horrifying. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll play it again today. Um, there's a mashup that we'll be playing at the end of the show that is my first uh, couple hours in there that Jamie put together. Nice. It's going to freak me out even more because it'll remind me that the game is well, it's truly terrifying. I don't the game is really scary, like legit. Yeah. Are, are um, we uh will we see a return of shit potatoes? <laughs> you know, I think it's a high likelihood. I really do. <laughs> That's like asking uh let's see. I'm at TGI Fridays. Will there be potato skins yeah. on the menu? The answer is yes. Always. One of the meals. One of the meals we're gonna we're gonna try and arrange uh, the plaza to serve while we're all out there for TMS Vegas is uh, is, is shit potatoes. Yeah, it's gonna be the. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to find it. I don't know where we're gonna go, but we're gonna find it. It's probably at the Heart Attack Grill. I'll bet you can get. I bet. I'll bet you could probably order off the menu and request that from the Heart Attack Grill. Yeah, I think I'll bet you could. I'm, we, yeah. Next time we're down there, we should. Check. I've never been in there because I'm terrified to eat oh, whatever that we're is. We're never going in there. That just seems like a bad idea, right? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Because people die at that restaurant all the time. Yeah. Two people that I've, at least two that I know are verified to go in there, have heart attacks, and leave in a stretcher. Yeah. Some yes. perished after that. Like, why would you exactly. even do it? The, the, the fact that the, uh, the, the uh, server staff are uh, dressed as nurses it yep. does not mean that they are really nurses. Nope. And they're not sexy nurses either, by the way. Some of them. Oh, really? Well, oh. 
I mean, look, I'm not here to wow. judge. I'm not here to wow. judge. I don't look. If the human body is a strange Waitress and shaming thing. on the TV. <laughs> I'm Brian. It's server. Let's get it right. I'm sorry. Server shaming. Uh, <laughs> I still call. I still like flight attendants. Easy for me to remember, but yeah. but but waitress is still yeah. hard for me. There was to... a damn movie called Waitress. Then we're not supposed to use that term anymore. No, Brian. Get up on your Oscar speech and, and tell everybody how bad it is to use the term waitress. <sighs> I don't like I I don't know. Yeah. Someone in the chat Could says Can we still say waiter if it's a dude? I think you can. Feels like you can, right? That doesn't feel right. What was it for men? Steward and stewardess, right? On planes? Steward? Yes. If it was yes, a dude. So. But back mm-hmm. in the day where wasn't it hardly ever dudes? It was almost like always ladies on planes. Right. It right? was always uh at least if uh if you know the TV series Pan Am is to uh, be believed. Oh right, remember that short-lived little uh, deal there they had? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty good. With uh, with Wednesday, with uh, what's her face? Oh, uh, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci, that's mm-hmm. right. Yes, she was in Monster. She was in um, other shows where she's nude in it. Uh, foodstress. Can we say foodster and foodstress? Foodster for- and foodstress. <laughs> oh, foodster. Uh, excuse me, foodster. <laughs> Foodster, could I get some more water, Foodster? The uh, <laughs> my chickpeas are cold, Foodster, please. Or what were the end of Foodstress? Oh, food, uh, she'd come to your table and go, "Hi, I'm Janine, and I'll be your Foodstress I'll be your tonight." Foodstress. <laughs> <laughs> I want this. This this I think is good. Yeah, takes away some all more of water, that. Water, please. Oh, let me send over the drinkstress. Yeah, I'll the right drinkstress. Yeah. <laughs> you got the hostess. You already have a hostess. You have a. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bartenderess or bartender. Bartendress. Bartendress. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Oh, I love it. Using, a, uh, using as many of these as possible this weekend when I'm in Vegas. Yeah, these are all excellent. Uh, let's talk about a golfer's ball, not a testicle, sure. his actual ball he plays oh, with. My favorite Holly Berry film, by the way, <laughs> Golfer's Ball. Golfer's Ball was fantastic. She won an, uh, an Oscar, you know, for that. She did, yes. Well, well deserved. <clears throat> yeah, well done. It wasn't her and uh, it was her and Switchblade or whatever his name is, uh, Slingblade. Um, oh yes, it was uh, 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 f- f- Jimmy Day Dell uh, Fillmore. <laughs> Jimmy Day Fillmore. <laughs> it's Jimmy Day Fillmore in Jimmy Day Fillmore. Monsters Billy Bob Thornton. Ball. Billy Bob Thornton. That's it. Yes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Billy Day Fillmore. <laughs> He's great. He's a great <laughs> actor. My favorite president. By the way, did you oh. notice uh, what's it? One of your favorite actors ever spent the whole night looking like Walter White. Like, what was that about? Um, what's his oh, name? Oh yeah, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. What was it with the Walter White haircut? He looked like Walter White. That was weird. I know. He must be. It must be for a role, dude. I love Sam Rockwell. And let me tell you about this. Or let me tell you something about Sam Rockwell. Mm. Uh, poor guy is always going to be typecast as the racist. Like, yeah. like. Ebbing, Missouri, the Three Billboards movie. There's something before that. This new upcoming uh, uh, education. Uh, uh, was it Brown versus the? Uh, oh, right. State of Missouri. Oh, I can't remember what it's. Right. What it's. Uh, but um, you don't know. That's his job. His job is to play that guy or the guy that's yeah. like the George Bush in this Vice movie, or you know, kind of the dope. Uh, yeah. Sort of the the hick yokel, whatever. Like that's his job. I mean, occasionally it's like Moon or something, but most of the time he's right. Off his Brown body. versus Board of Education. Thank you. Yeah, I think uh, poor guy probably to the lesser informed. He probably walks down the street and gets people shouting at him. That yeah. the less informed people are like, "Hey, you're racist! Get out of here!" <laughs> 
He's, go back to the moon. He's so good. Yeah, go back to the moon with your Kevin Spacey robot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was a great. He was a great uh, Zephod Beeblebrox. Was a. Uh, hold on. Was Kevin Spacey the robot? Am I thinking of that wrong? Kevin Spacey was the robot in Moon. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was making sure it wasn't. What, for a second, I thought it was um, Frank Langella, but I think what I've done. There's that other movie where Frank Langella is like a retiring oh yes uh, spy or something and so then, and so and the robot uh, yeah that's Fred what I'm doing. and the robot or Joe and the robot or something like that I'm mixing those up and in that case yes. the robot is Peter Skarsgård or Peter, Peter Skarsgård wait whichever that's one right, they, which one gets and they make, work together to rob a bank <laughs> yes which one which movie is where he has his doodle out with uh, Liam Neeson uh, Kinsey. That, that actor wears, wears wieners out. I forgot his name. Anyway, doesn't matter. He's a very yeah, interesting know. actor. I don't know. This was, this was the, the best rabbit hole ever, by the way. <laughs> uh, I like Frank Langella, Sidian. He's awesome. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, totally. I don't think Rickman was a robot. Oh, Sidian does not like... Uh, so Sam Rockwell's wife is Leslie Bibb, or just his date for the Oscars was Leslie Bibb? Or was she his looked date, great, I thought. Or was his date... Uh, Who's the other one? Maggie Grace. Maggie yeah, Grace. could have been. Yeah. Could have been Maggie Grace. <laughs> Brian and I in the film set crew have this long standing tradition of those two are completely interchangeable. Yeah. Um could, anyway. If he were to cheat on Leslie Bibb with Maggie Grace, could she really get mad? <laughs> no, she'd say, Oh, I could un- I, well, I understand how that could Yeah, I happen. get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but he is he's so great. Like Sam Rockwell can, as far as I'm concerned, you put him in a movie and I'm, it's a better movie because Sam Rockwell's in it. Yeah. So yeah. this 100%. is not a complaint. I just couldn't understand. He went full Walter White that whole night and I can't figure out what the, what he movie did. was for it's, a role or something. Uh, yeah. It's for some role. I'm sure. Mm. Cause he's usually clean shaven. Yeah. And, and hair, more hair. Like he usually doesn't have it all well, shaved yes. off. Like he's that. not bald. Yes. Right. Exactly. But he had like goatee shaved uh, head. Yeah, he's actually he's working on the uh, Brian Ibbett uh, biopic that they're coming out with called uh, uh, Funny Hat Guy. Yep, Funny Hat Guy, the uh, colon the one who knocks. There you go. <laughs> It'll be called Under the Covers. <laughs> the new the new Brian Ibbett biopic called Under the Covers. Is that what you, is that what your biopic would be named? Let's what, let's do this that's for a second. Somebody, if somebody else named it, that's what it would be named. It so would be Brian called. would be Brian Ibbett Under the Covers. That would be your movie. What would mine be called? Uh, uh, Yours would be called. Uh, uh, explosive tip the story of scott johnson <laughs> explosive tip the untold scott johnson story poo bag story Fart starring gas. scott johnson yeah poo bag on the face coming to nightline nightline no i meant uh, a channel i screwed that up all right hbo hey we got this By the uh, way, uh, randy yeah. jordan texted me says you guys are killing me talking so much about the oscars without me <laughs> oh he'll survive he'll be all right yeah yeah if you can survive the flu you can survive this yeah look if you've lived through you the can flu dodge a wrench <laughs> yeah <laughs> brian but mostly covered i like that that's brian, a good one mostly covered oh that's good yeah Maybe I, I, I do i do want to write my autobiography and make up a whole bunch of crap for it yeah um and maybe I'll maybe I'll use that title. I kind of like that. Mostly covered. Shit potatoes. My life is Scott Johnson. There you go, Sam. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Doodles out the Scott Johnson story. That's not bad. Oh no 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 the Scott Johnson story. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Let's see. Oh, let's get to this first story here. All right. A golfer. <laughs> yes. Uh, had his ball snatched out of the air by an alligator. And this is for real, by the way. Wow. A Florida golfer. Uh, we've got two Florida stories today, which will be fun. This one's much less uh, stupid than the other one. But anyway, a Florida golfer said she was able to avoid a penalty thanks to a confused alligator that snatched her ball out of the air. Joanna Sandowski said she was playing with her husband, Len. That would be Len Sandowski. It's a pretty good name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fun to say. Len Sandowski. Yeah, it just rolls into it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, in a couples tournament near the Bonita National Golf Club, or I guess that was the, cl- the uh, club they were in, uh, when she had a bad tee off on hole two. Boy, if that's not a night at Ibbett's house, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Bad wow. tee off on hole two. Um, <laughs> I shanked the ball to the right, and it was heading over the water. She told the Naples Daily News it was close to the gator's head. He saw it, jumped up, and caught the ball. The hungry gator's mistake earned Sandowski a free drop. I don't know if he'd call the gator making a mistake. He's just like trying to eat the thing that flew past him. Yeah. It's not well, really I mean, a it was a mistake. Uh, he probably, uh, on second thought, wouldn't have eaten the ball. Mm. Would have probably preferred to have eaten a bird or a You think a ball like a that? Rodent, you just, you think just, you think you just pass that ball? You don't, you don't actually digest it? Just out the other end, come in, come out? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. It's just like a, it's like a, a miniature golf. It's like hole 17 at the putt-putt yep. where the ball goes into the alligator's mouth and it comes out the other end. And mm-hmm. if you get it just right, it rolls right into the cup. There you go. It's like when Taylor, when Taylor was a baby, she ate my wife's uh, wedding ring. It was oh. on the table. She found it, put it in her mouth. She's like 18 months old. Swallowed oh it. Didn't choke her or anything, but we had to wait for it to end up in the uh, exit and then had to dig through... Uh, Miles of poop. <laughs> come out clean on the <laughs> other side. Of poop yeah. <laughs> Get that ring clean on the other side. Uh, it worked though. We did it. We got it. She wears it today. Poop ring, we call it sometimes. Poop ring, nice. Uh, anyway, let's see. It saved me from a hazard penalty. She said. She said the drop unfortunately was not enough to win the tournament. We came close, but we were just out of the money. What does that mean? Um, the top uh, few places in a tournament get money. But if you finish in just under that, you're out of the money. And that's a phrase that people would say? Yeah. Okay. Never yeah. heard that before. Yep. Didn't finish the money. Like, I was in a uh, poker tournament at uh, Harrah's a couple a couple of years ago. Second time I've ever done a poker tournament. And I finished just outside of the money. I was basically the last, at the final table, the fourth person out and finished, quote unquote, just outside of the money. Never heard of that before. That's cool. That's a very Vegasy sounding phrase mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Gambler phrase. Yep, I like totally. it. Uh, here's another fun one. By the way, you've been watching, you've been following this Robert Kraft stuff at all, like the no. owner of the Patriots. Have you followed any of that? Not at all. I don't even know who uh, Robert Kraft is. He's the owner of the New England Patriots. He is uh-huh. a heir to the Kraft Foods fortune. Hmm. Okay, old geezer guy. Um, he's one of uh, D. Trump's favorite people. They're buddies. They're gotcha. friends. You Does know, he come in bright orange slices. They, no, but they're. They're both billionaire old men who, you know, whatever. They're, they're, that's that's some of his connection stuff. Anyway, he was busted for um, solicitation of a prostitute. No. Oh. Uh, on the morning of the AFC game, AFC championship game, <laughs> they got videotape of him giving a hundred bucks to a girl at a Asian massage garden, something in in like uh, Jupiter, Florida. Some garbage place out of the, you know, like, it's not like some highfalutin thing where billionaires go. He had somebody drive him down to, like, a massage parlor 
to get a handy. And uh, there's tape of this. There's video of this. And uh, he is... Been, he's been indicted on charges he, of solicitation. Did he try and pay with a uh, personal check? I I don't think so. I think it was a hundred bucks cash. That's just, what Jerry Springer did. Oh, he <laughs> did. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Springer got uh, uh, got charged with soliciting a prostitute, and because he, he was paying with a personal check, makes it very easy to track. Yeah, what was he thinking? That's super dumb. Also, why is and it? That's everyone's... why he was running for. That's right. While he was running for governor of Ohio, or or. Uh, Cincinnati governor no Cincinnati mayor that's what it was why are these guys so what what is the deal why are these people that are so prominent in society so gross man why are they so disgusting look I get it uh you're a billionaire and you think you can get away with anything but you're just a douchebag like okay care. let me say this people look at have money you, have you never heard of Ashley Madison <laughs> <laughs> you look at money and you go oh money makes everything better everything's happier you got all you need you're great money 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 I've yet to meet anybody or hear about anybody with lots and lots of money, except Bill and Melinda Gates. They're the only example I can think of where they aren't just miserable people. Robert Kraft is a cranky old miserable old bag of garbage who can't, he's not happy unless some Asian lady down the road's giving him a handy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, uh, you know, like, I, uh, I don't know what it is. It just drives me crazy. It's like you're either Bill Gates or a douchebag. It feels like. I think there's got to be other examples. I'm sure there are. I have way, I've way boiled this down to too simple of a thing. There's no question. You're either Bill Gates or a douchebag. If you've got lots of money, (laughs) you might be a douchebag. Steve Wozniak, good example. Jobs was all right. He was complicated though. Um, You know, million. I'm talking billionaire club though, not millionaire club. Like I don't even think. I don't think. Tim Cook is a billionaire, is he? I think he's just a millionaire. Might just be a millionaire. I think so. Jeff Bezos. Bezos, Bezos billionaire. Bezos. Well, he's he just got busted for showing he's his wiener. His he's got his issues. He's been uh, taking pictures of Warren his wiener. Buffett. Yeah, Warren Buffett seems fine. Doesn't that uh, guy still he still drives like a LeSabre or something? He's like a he's super conservative in, in his spending habits, but a billionaire anyway, something like that. I like how Forbes has uh, all the 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 billionaires list let's see larry ellison is he all right i don't know he always looks skeevy seems like he'd be well he seems seems like he'd be he's he's had a lot of work done it's the mustache i don't trust on that guy yeah or at least he Uh, he used to have one often he does now steve balmer he's sweating but but seems happy hey (laughs) rainbow bright says well who doesn't take pictures of their wiener me i've never done that exactly i have no need there's no reason to take a photo of my least attractive part i mean other people's wieners yeah (laughs) but not my own come on i mean i mean brian's had whole weekend shoots for other people's wieners but not his own (laughs) yeah i mean i don't don't, tvz gone i'm not saying anyone should care that's not the point i'm saying i'm saying money as a um as the answer to everything, it's just it's just not the freaking case. It's just not. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for rants today. There's, I gotta. There's not. a lot of uh, so there's a lot of people's names on the Forbes uh, billionaire list. Yeah. Um, and the good news is, I think the fact that we haven't heard of a lot of these people means that they're not douches. You know, for every for every one Mark Zuckerberg, there's like uh, twenty. Uh, Sergey Brin's, or well, I guess Sergey Brin is the Google guy, but uh, uh, Ma Huateng and uh, Francois Betancourt Myers. Yeah, 
I've heard that name. Oh, L'Oreal. She's the head of L'Oreal. Help me understand this. Because she's worth it. Yeah, always. <laughs> um, help me understand this. Much Potatoes in the in the chat room says yeah. about taking pictures of your own wieners. <laughs> okay, really? He says, well, I gotta, he says, I gotta feel like Frog Pants, would, uh, meaning me, would understand a little better if he were younger why people do that. What? Why? What, yeah. did, what does age have to do with it? In fact, most of the prominent prominent um, things mm-hmm. we hear about this stuff in the uh, you know in, in Hollywood and Me Too stuff Are and all that teenagers. they're guys in their fifties and sixties. Are you kidding? They're older, a lot older than me. A lot of these guys. So you know, um, I think, and I think it's been proven that seeing naked body parts doesn't do the same thing for women that it does for men. For the opposite sex, it doesn't. Like, oh, it's not as look interesting. Look at that boob, awesome. Yeah, women are like, ew, what the hell's that? Yeah, why are you saying me your 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 unit? <laughs> I mean, I, I look, do whatever you want. I'm not. This isn't me saying don't do. Take pictures of your wiener all day, mush potatoes. Sure. Although sure. I do never, I never want to see somebody named Mush Potatoes. I never <laughs> want to see their wiener. <laughs> never. If that's your nickname, a no. No wiener for me. But, sure. you know, I think guys, here's what I think. I think guys think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And girls think it's gross when you do it, guys. That's what I think. I think if you're sending a wiener pick to somebody, to a girl, you think she's yeah. going to go, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That puts Look me in the mood. This. Yeah, I'm really. No, it doesn't. I promise Hold you it doesn't. Hold all my calls. I'm not, even, I'm not even a woman, and I know this. I know yeah, it's true. Right. Ask right. anybody, any of your female friends. And if any dude's sitting around going, no way, man. My girlfriend loves it. Mm. <laughs> that reminds me. I need to go check out that naked mole rat exhibit at the Denver Zoo. <laughs> I just don't get it, guys. You're way too into your, yeah. your, your freaking. Yeah, you want to turn on your woman? Take a picture of yourself doing the dishes. Yeah, yeah. Make, make that a make that a selfie you send her at work. Yeah, <laughs> and also a lot of these things are unsolicited, so let's not pretend everybody's sitting around going, uh, yes, uh, girlfriend, I would like to uh, send you a picture of my penis. I'm I just want to make sure that that's okay with you and and that we have, right. are in agreement. That doesn't happen. Check here if you'd like to see a picture of my penis. No. In fact, I know how this works because I had daughters and they had phones in high school and they get wiener pics unsolicited from the kid in the back of math class. Yeah. That happened. Anyway, I'm done ranting. Here's one, Brian. Okay. All right. A man, this is not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Crepidant maybe has to put a pin in this. How do you guys all feel about dick paintings? Classier? (laughs) Well, they definitely show a lot more effort goes into it, right? That's true, yes. Exactly. Like, oh, he sent me a picture of his wiener. Ooh, gross. No, no, no. He painted it, so, it's you know, he took the time, and he, he had to he use canvas, and this is a beautiful print. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, let's let's continue on. Peanut butter. Peanut butter man. Uh, look, I just want to make one thing clear. Sending stuff back and forth with your girlfriends is fine. I'm not saying that's a problem. Girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever. That's all yeah. great, dude. You're not hurting Just anybody. Just keep in mind that stuff lasts lasts forever on the internet. Yeah, but if, if you, you Polaroid, way to go. Yeah, that's it. Yes, but well, yeah, it'll yellow and die after a few years. So, it's, so it's, the picture. It's, that's true. But here's the thing: if you, <laughs> I just got what you meant. Thanks. Um, if you <laughs> you meet a girl at a club or a dance place or something. 
and she gives you her number, and you send her your wiener as one of the first four things you do with that phone number. That's not cool. That sucks. Don't do that. Is what I'm saying. Can we have some women speak up here? Have some uh, Zoe freaking. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, Zoe's already pr- uh, agreed. Sam Jane has already agreed. Uh, uh, there, there, was a, there was a bunch of people that already agreed with us. Good, gross. You all know. They all know. It's the guys who Zoe. go. Yeah, look at this freaking penis of mine. <laughs> place <laughs> <laughs> look at my swimsuit place <laughs> anyway all right louis ck exactly yeah uh well why would you do that all right moving on guy covered himself in peanut butter and walked around in a dog park after losing a bet dang this is pretty good it's not it's also not former actor recently passed away uh uh who was in peanut butter and striptease i can't think of his name oh oh, oh burt reynolds burt reynolds burt reynolds <laughs> Remember that? He was boy, all covered in pe- Boy, no. once they put you in the in memoriam <laughs> segment, you're just forgotten. Like, it, it's basically that is the putting a pin in it situation. Yeah, no, exactly. It's as Alex says, uh, hey, Scott and Brian, on behalf of 24 year old guys, I would like to say not all guys. No, you're probably right. I know no, it's, it's not true. everybody. Yeah. Why would you? There's just a few of you, man, where you're just like, I don't know. Anyway, a guy covered himself in peanut butter and walked around a dog park. Think about that for a second. Dogs love what? They love peanut butter, right? Mm-hmm. If Brian, oh, by the way, Randy just texted me. I can't believe you guys are talking about all these dick pics and didn't invite me to be on the call. <laughs> I'm kidding about that, by the way. He didn't say that. I just <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Tell him that I got mine from him. Uh, and it's, a, <laughs> it's a very majestic sort of filtered photo. It's very nice. Well done. Yes. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Peanut butter. Uh, I, 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 I veered us off. Back to the peanut butter no, man. No worries. Uh, so uh, here's the deal. He had to walk around a park covered head to toe in peanut butter and nothing else. Steven Shrout. Age 25, never played fantasy football before this year. Uh, decided to join a league with some high school friends that had been playing together since 2009. Not, not some friends that are still in high school while he's 25. That's I want to make that <laughs> thing clear. Anyway, he says, it was my first yeah. year. I didn't do any kind of studying at first. I just sort of jumped in. This is how I play fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He was dodged by bad luck from the beginning when his top draft choice, the Pittsburgh Steelers, running back at LeVon Bell, ended up sitting out the entire season. As a result, Shrout was given the choice of paying 250 bucks for the winning person or perform a humiliating stunt, and he chose the stunt. He had to stand in a Dallas uh, dog park for 10 minutes, clad only in a gold Speedo and, oh yeah, covered in peanut butter. Uh, I said, that's not a big challenge. No one believed me. They're like, no way he's going to do it, and he did it. doesn't say whether our dogs came up and licked him a lot or anything. Oh, they did. The video oh, is... Does, uh, is there a video of this? Yeah, yeah he is the most popular... He is the most popular schnauzer in the park. <laughs> oh, look at this. We got to look at this video, guys. Uh, what is that? Here we go. Yeah, I think I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have the issue with the dressing in the gold speedo, covering myself with peanut butter, and going to a dog park. I'd have issue with having to clean off the peanut butter to get dressed afterwards. Yes, because I don't want to get in my car covered with peanut butter. I completely 100% agree with you. Oh, there he is. It's like, yeah, whatever. You lose a bet, you do this. Yeah. I'm looking at these dogs. <laughs> He's getting followed around. Also, Gold Speedo is... is Very cl- close to flesh color. Yeah, you're almost <laughs> naked there, pal. Anyway, well, that's a fun time for him. Glad that worked out. Yeah. Well, no, no, I, I get it, City, and the idea is to get the dogs to lick up the peanut butter. But, you know, I've, I've got uh, a fair amount of hair. 
Yeah. And they're not going to get all of it. And uh, there's certainly areas that I'm not going to want them to try and get the peanut butter gold speed or not. Well, this is good so. information. Are you? I'm I'm not a very hairy person. This this beard I have right now takes me about two months to get as long as it is. Yeah. Um. When I I didn't get any facial hair till I was about 23. Uh. I just don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of body hair. I don't have chest hair or any of that. Are you a big hairy guy? Because I've never seen you outside of your fully clad self. Are you a big hairy man? I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't call myself a Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but on the scale of um, Michael Phelps to Alec Baldwin, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably a six or a seven. Okay. If because uh, I figure Michael Phelps is like completely shaven. Oh yeah, he's like a dol- he's a dolphin, right? He's like a dolphin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that a dolphin? No. That's a dolphin. That was not a dolphin that I just did. A dolphin horse. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Wow. Well done. That's pretty good, that's right? Really cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> I worked on that for years. When I was younger, I could do a horse and freak people out and go, I'd just be behind them go. And they'd think there was a horse there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're almost out of time here. Let's do this one here. Um, oh yeah, this is this is horrifying. We'll save go- oh, that go-kart thing for tomorrow. Let's do this okay. one. Yep. World's biggest bee to be extinct, thought to be extinct anyway, was found alive in Indonesia. Oh, my favorite story of the week. Good gosh. Good golly. Oh. Uh, nearly 40 years thinking that the world's largest bee had been uh, gone and wiped out. Scientists found them on an island in Indonesia. The last time it was spotted was 1981 and was rediscovered last month. Uh, it has been decades since the Wallace's giant bee has been seen alive. Wallace's giant bee. Uh, for 38 years, the species believed to be already extinct. In October 2018, a group of researchers in Indonesia found one. Uh, after much planning, the team went to Indonesia and they were searching for tree-dwelling termite mounds, as well as, uh, uh, sorry, uh, as those are known to be where the giant bees nest. The team trekked for days with no, uh, to no avail, but on the last day, they spotted a termite mound that appeared to have a hole in it. And sure enough, they have sighted the giant bee for the first time. So we are now going to take a look at this. Uh, it is uh, described to be as long as a human thumb and has jaws like those of a stag beetle. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Just as long as a human thumb? Yeah. Well, so, okay. I guess that's, that is, yeah, that's, that's an unpleasant. That's a big uh, bee, dude. Bee length. Yeah. yeah and, the, exactly. and, the, and the wingspan is 7.5 centimeters. So that's like. Yeah. Okay. That's a big bee. I mean, that for a bee, bee. What were you picturing? More like me. I, I, in my head, I was thinking like a puppy, like a, like a. I was thinking right. Like I was thinking maybe a, uh, um, it's maybe a little bit smaller, like a kitten-sized bee. Like a kitten-sized bee. I like that. Yeah. Like like you know about that big. Right. Let's see. I'm trying to just find a photo of it that's better than. Yeah, but but really, uh. Yeah, and looking at this thing, the the jaws, the mandibles on this thing. Yeah. That's uh, forget that. the stinger. That <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, that's horrifying. Look at the mouth is, on that thing. Ugh. Yeah. Also, I don't like that it's all black and dark and scary. You know. Yeah. Like a nope. like a beetle and an alien got together. Because look at that normal size bee for for size comparison. There's your scale. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No thanks. Yep, nope, uh, whatever, where's this, Indonesia? Great, I guess I'm never going to Indonesia, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I thanks, th- uh, Indonesia Tourism Board. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about going, but not now. Nope. Chat room just sent us, oh, there it is. There's a video of this. 
big fat oh nope. my gosh there's video that's horrifyingly big oh, is this, there's oh jeez i mean oh that's imagine awfully that's... pretty music for the uh horrifying <laughs> bee uh <laughs> video what what do you suppose i mean imagine the sound of that when you're up close to it just <laughs> yeah not not good not interesting no it sounds like a uh, 1972 volkswagen beetle yeah i don't want to I don't want anything to do with this thing. F, nope. this, F this thing. Nope. Uh, but now we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have our buddy Bill here. We're going to talk about making stuff in the world of makership. And uh, then jury and a little bit of Bernie Sanders understanding. That'll be fun. Uh, before all of that, though, a musical break with Brian Ibbett. What do we have? Hello. Yes, music. Uh, I got a very lovely handwritten letter Aww. from a friend of the show, September. Uh, AKA nine of 12 in the chat room, mm -hmm. uh, sent me a copy of the new CD by her husband's band. He's the bass player for a band called the peculiars sent the CD and, um, uh, a t-shirt. I was looking to see if I was wearing the t-shirt. Now I'm not, I was wearing it uh, yesterday and I should have done this request yesterday, but very cool. Here's the CD yeah. from oh. the peculiars. Brand new CD is called good night. Goodbye. Um, these are the peculiars. We're going to play the song St. Douglas, which is the song that uh, that I gravitated uh, towards uh, on second listen to this album. And um, I think September said that uh, it's doing really well on um, like Spotify and things like that. So, uh, so go check it out. The Peculiars and their song St. Douglas. Douglas waking up He's gonna be a better man now Than we all love When grabs coat and shoes He wears a heavy heart now But he don't mind it I know St. Douglas he's a friend of mine We've all changed the world one life at a time it's all we can do is what I see St. Douglas looking out into the mountains Thinks about flying They're just dreams after all You gotta go out and make all your own I saw St. Douglas in a parking lot He looking for something that he hasn't got at all Some call it love And his voice too quiet to be heard He writes them all down such beautiful words Of haunting memories 
Guys, let's talk a little bit more about our friends at Notecast. Podcasts are a great source of information and entertainment. But if you're like me, you don't always remember when you heard something or where to find it. Talk about an interesting or entertaining piece of information. Boy, I find those every other day. I'll be in the uh, car going, oh, that's awesome. When when did that happen? Shoot, rewind. Oh, I think it was 10 minutes in. This happens all the time with you guys, too. You're saying, when did that thing get set on your show? Well, we want to share something revolutionary with you. Recently, we've been using Notecast. It's a new app by XIQ, which is available on both iOS and Android. Notecast is a game changer. You can use it to subscribe and listen to all your favorite shows. But you can also use it to save portions of the podcast whenever you want. And it's even automatically generating a transcript for you. Listen, gamers, you know what it's like? It's like when your NVIDIA card records the last five minutes of gameplay or whatever. Like, think of it as that. It's like a little bit of a DVR sort of thing going on. And apply that to podcast and you got the idea. So all you have to do is just tap the note button on the play screen or pause the podcast and say, save that. Notecast app will save the last 30 seconds of whatever you heard, so you can go back and listen later. And it will also store a transcript as a digital note. There's also an option to have it emailed to you. Uh, I think it's awesome. It's a really nifty app, and I think you will as well. Uh, Plenty of apps out there to choose from, but this is the only one I know of that does these features. Like, it's pretty incredible. Anyway, whether it's a great conversation, story, joke, tip, or recipe... They'll help you retain that information like never before, and it is a must-have, have rather, podcast app for the perfect cure for the in-one-ear-and-out-the-other problem we all have. Uh, you can download Notecast for iOS and Android by going to notecast.app, or you can search for it in the stores. There, It's there as well. I uh, also have a special offer for listeners. Try it for free for 60 days. No credit card required. Just enter the code TMS when completing your sign-up. Again, that's notecast.app, and use the code TMS to try it for 30 days. Make that 60 days. That's even better. Not 30, 60. Hold hair longer. Hold hair stronger with Bold Hold. New Bold Hold is the ultimate power hold. It's wild. Maximum hold for maximum style. Hold hair longer. Hold hair stronger with Bold Hold. New Bold Hold. That was great. I'm Fern Gordon. The Morning Stream, where man is made whole. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back. 
<coughs> we should call Bill. Okay, call Bill. Calling Bill. Call Bill. Bill Duran, known for his fantastic things he does. Creations. creations. His fantastic creations. Yeah, creations. Oh. I like that. I mean, that is literally what they are, right? Mm-hmm. Creations. For sure. They, they most certainly are. Well, I'm going to play... Let's do a little theme for him today. Um, how about this one? How about... It has how... the strength to withstand storm force winds. Amazing. That's uh, Billy Mays. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest I could find to Bill this morning. Hey, Bill Duran. What's going on, buddy? Good morning. Oh, it's nice to see you. How are you, man? Isn't it nice to see me since yeah, I, pl- I plugged in my camera? Yeah. Was that what it was last time? Hear you. <laughs> it was we unplugged. Can, it was unplugged. We can hear you with a great, uh, great new mic, too. I know, right? Yeah. Professional like- right here. Professional video maker. Yeah. Those are some massive cans, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- thanks. I, I had the... <laughs> I was going to hit the headphones look good, the too. The job done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, you sound and look great. Uh, so <laughs> I just want to confirm what I heard. You're... Last week when the camera didn't work, it was literally not plugged in. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> it's unplugged. Wow. I'm going to blame one of the cats. Okay. The cat snuck back there sure. and unplugged it. That's okay. probably what happened. Fair enough. I'm down with <laughs> I'm down with whatever cool idea happens next. Certainly wasn't my own incompetence. Ah, Certainly well, not. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Of course, Bill Duran <laughs> comes on Tuesdays, talks about the world of making stuff. He is the proprietor of PunishedProps.com and uh, is always up to something cool, especially kind of yeah. in our wheelhouse. So what's going on this week, man? Uh, in a move that surprises no one, I made a thing, mm. and then I made a video about it. Uh, I made a, a leather holster for my Blade Runner gun, oh, which was cool. really cool. So uh, over on PunishProps.com, everything's up there if anyone wants to go check it out. Uh, I uh, I brought in a ringer. I got a buddy. He goes by Bjorn's Workshop. He does. He's a specialist. He specializes in working with leather or okay. Leather craft, as he calls it, which yeah. I like that yeah. leather craft. Yeah. Uh, so I brought him in. He uh, he just moved actually this week, but before he moved, he lived about half an hour north of me. So before he left town for good, uh, I was like, "You got to come to my shop so that we can do some leather work." Did you ever? So he does, did. Does he is he allowed to go near an open flame with that beard of his? Because my gosh. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Let me. All right. Side note. I always worry about that. Yeah. yeah a bit. Side note. We had to. Uh, put a mic on that guy <laughs> and where do you put a laugh mic yeah. you clip it to the hair right yeah. I mean, like right in the, the beard right? Yeah. right in the beard yeah wow. <laughs> so that was it that was fun he's got a uh, he's a great guy uh really fun guy he really knows his stuff he does a lot of live streaming on twitch so he's got a great on-camera uh, presence and uh i got to just shadow him while i'll be honest while he did most of the work <laughs> Uh, he brought, he's got, you know, I have some leatherworking tools, but since he's a specialist, he's got like mechanical presses and a giant crate full of all the coolest stamps and stuff. Uh, so we, we, I got to play and learn and, and, uh, make a fun video. Where did that guy get his leather from? Like if you're, if you're a leather worker and you're doing all kinds of stuff like this, where are you going to get that stuff? Like, I don't know that's, why that's curious to me, but. No, nah, that's a fantastic question. It, it seems like such an antiquated craft right right uh like blacksmithing mm-hmm. but there is this resurgence of some of these crafts right now blacksmithing leatherworking uh now granted i live in seattle it's a fairly big city but we have two leatherworking stores <laughs> tandy leather is the national chain they're everywhere so if you're looking for a leather craft store look for tandy 
anywhere near you. Mm -hmm. uh, but there may be mom and pop stores. So we have one in Seattle called McPherson's Leather. And let me tell you, of the stores that you want to spend time browsing in, yeah. Leather stores are amazing. Is it because it they smells smell so good? Yeah. Smell so good. Yeah, yeah. Bad, and uh, they got metal hardware, buckle snaps. They have tons of it. They have all the tools. It's just a great place to go. See what's available. Ask the staff what all the stuff does uh, and spend a lot of money. Yeah. Lots of money. For me, Tandy is a computer at uh, <laughs> yeah. Radio Shack. Radio Shack. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I bet know. I could make a computer out of leather yeah <laughs> a leather amazing. computer i'll take that challenge <laughs> i used to like i always i always like it when somebody makes like a like a wooden version of a modern computer and it's all like yeah. wood finished and stuff those are always yeah. that should be a thing you do one day i don't know like when but punk and that's oh yeah, yeah. 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 actually on another side note speaking of that um the the tooling masters that they made for like the the millennium falcon toy remember the mattel toy oh, sure yeah the one that opened up and had the yeah. little um yeah, the little chessboard and stuff. Mm -hmm. So to build the tool masters for that, they hired woodworker woodworkers and made the masters out of like mahogany. Wow! And they exist, uh, and they, I've seen pictures of them. They're so cool. It's a wooden toy size Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. really yeah. really cool. Yeah, I would I would never let that go if I had one. Of those. <laughs> uh, so anyway, cool. leatherworking. Leatherworking. Uh, Working. Yeah, that I learned a lot. We did some tooling, so like carving in lines and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we did some stamping, so all these different shaped stamps you can press into the, the surface of the leather to create patterns. Um, and then we did wet molding, so you get the leather wet and you mold it around the thing. So in this case, we molded it around my Blade Runner blaster so that it will fit in perfectly. Did that mm. cause any concern about having wet leather on your painted finished uh, gun or no? Uh, no, I so I took some uh, shrink wrap and I wrapped the oh. uh, blaster up. Sorry. Always remember to wrap your blaster. It's very yes. important. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Twice, twice if you really want to be safe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, blaster wrap's my favorite subsection of uh, of uh, <laughs> hip hop. It's really a great little little. Uh, you can find playlists on Spotify. Go check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, so, I like, anyways, you know what? Uh, something else I wanted to uh, point out here. You often use paper as a way to gauge things like measurements and size and yes that seems like a an obvious thing when i see you do it but i don't always think of that is that is that something you have to always just say hey will will paper be a good thing to wrap around this to get my dimensions and and, and am i making too much of it because it seems like it seems like a no-brainer but i don't know that i would think of that first i usually try and make paper templates for for most things before i get started and leather working is is no exception mostly because um leather is pricey and uh, the changes you make to leather are permanent. Mm. There is no, oh, I'll just put some Bondo in that and sand it <laughs> smooth. No, you can't do that. Uh, everything is permanent. So any sort of templating you can do before you start cutting up the leather uh, is going to be a benefit. How do you... Uh, now, uh, a lot of times no. you... Go ahead. What was that? No, I was going to ask oh, you, if you uh, do you have any uh, uh, like vegan friends that see this project and get mad at you? Like... I'm just curious if there are any repercussions. Good point, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> Why not wrap your blaster with tofurkey? Please, if you're vegan and you're mad at me, please tell me about it. Yeah. That's definitely something I want to hear about. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Too late. I'm get too late. Text Emails are already on the way. I'm going to get a text from Ashley right away. Yeah, no kidding. Like... She's somebody in the chat says there is vegan leather. I don't know what that looks like, but 
Sure. I don't know either. It's, it's the foreskin. And I it's, certainly don't know how it tastes. It's it's a hippie foreskin. It's what it is. It's yeah. made from carnivores. <laughs> yeah. It's made of carnivores so, foreskin. Anyway, sorry, uh, Bill. I interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> took a weird turn. It is a weird turn. That's why I take it. Uh, so I learned a lot about leatherworking and uh, the skills and tools are very useful for leatherworking, but they transfer to a lot of other disciplines. So a lot of what we do in foam is very similar to what you do in, uh, without leather. In fact, a lot of the tools, I most of the leatherworking tools I own, I use on foam more often than on leather. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I learned a ton because I got to shadow uh, Bjorn. And if, if you're looking to dive into a skill and you have the opportunity to shadow a specialist like that, I, I highly recommend you go for it. Even if it's just for a day, there's something about getting that immediate feedback or if you're about to screw something up, they can stop. Whoa, hold on. That's a permanent uh, thing you're about to do there. Why don't we test it on a small scrap before you? Oh, thank you, specialist. We'll do that before I go and ruin the project we just spent five hours on. Yeah. Spe- do you uh, call him Specialist Bjorn? Because that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. I do now. Great. <laughs> Great. Great. Yeah. So anyway, that's especially handy, especially with something like leather. Um, where where mistakes are costly, both monetarily because leather is not cheap. Oh, look and, at him like uh, making the time this. You put into he's it. making like a bevel with a tool. I, I would screw this up. There's no way this yeah. would be a good thing for me to do. That tool is called an edge beveler. What? I learned that. Yeah, I like when tools are called the thing they do. Me too, dude. <laughs> yeah. Me too. You don't want like a oh, hey, yeah. you got yourself a Jackson wrench? No, I have a. <laughs> A screw wrench or whatever, an, you know. An open-end yeah. wrench. Right, What's there you that? Go. It's a wrench where the end of it's open. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> it's but from really now on, cool. I'm going to call open-ended wrenches Jackson wrenches. So sure. Thanks. Now, what, could you smell this leather while he was working on it? Did it have oh, a, yeah. a smell to it? Yeah, okay. it was really good. There and, you. I mean, also, Bjorn's natural scent was there, too. Oh, yeah, and musky and, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, looks like it. Like sandalwood. <laughs> which is which is a, it's a fun change from my new usual smell of spray paint and barge, so this, this is nice. Very very cool, and uh, it's done now, I take it. You, you've got a new holster. Um, sure do. Will it just be on display? Are you going to take it for a cosplay? Like, what's your thinking there? Ah, that gun looks a little bit like a real gun for me to want to wear it in public. Yeah. I would just, I, I would agree. <laughs> so that stays in the shop. That's but that's one of the cool things about Deckard's gun is it has the look of a of a real gun that's just had some future. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like an old nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties style yeah, gun. Yeah, with but, a little right. bit of future tacked on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, look at him wiping this stuff. It. Oh yeah, I don't there's some ASMR going on here for me. Watching mm-hmm. him do this with leather. That's pretty good. Yep. And puts the puts the lotion on the skin, as you can see. Mm-hmm. It puts the antiquing solution on the leather, <laughs> or it gets the hose again. That's right, exactly. Well, yeah. very nice. This uh, entire process, of course, available at on his YouTube channel or at punishprops.com. That's where I went, and uh, you can go check it out. As always, Bill, you usually leave us with a little something, something. What's going sure on? Sure do. Uh, Frank Howarth's got a new video out. Dropping that in the old chat. Look up Frank Howarth on YouTube. You'll find him. We we've talked about him before. Uh, but he did a uh, a wooden bowl. So he's a woodworker. He does a lot of lathe work. What I liked about this project is the wood he used for this bowl was wood from a tree he milled three years ago. So he's got footage from three years ago. 
And then he used that wood in a project now because he had to set up the wood blank and then let it dry out literally for years before it was useful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I can't hold on to footage for more than like three days before <laughs> I got to put it in a video. Ah. Well, you, can, you can tell it's old because it's black and white. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, except so he did funny. that. He did that kind of Schindler's List thing where, uh, you know, just the little girl's uh, coat shows up. Right. And then this, it's like mm-hmm. that piece of wood and his big cutting tool. And that's it is the only color yep. you get. Yeah, so, he got a little artsy with this one. Yeah. Holy cow, like those those black uh, radiated star shapes. Those yeah. are actually three-dimensional. Like basically, you make those go through the wood so that when mm-hmm. you cut it, and that is freaking incredible. It's so cool, crazy? yeah. Wow, Highly wow. recommend everything Frank does. Uh, this specific one is amazing. Yeah, this is a combination of, like I know people who do this, but they have zero idea of how to make that compelling for a video. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference here. You can tell this is somebody who gets both those worlds really well. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And he takes his time with his projects and he takes his time with his videos. And it, t- it seems like his videos come out when they're damn well ready. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because they're really great. Well, very Look nice. That. Holy cow. I'm looking at how he makes those inserts. Yeah. Like bands them together and then. Yeah, this is not only all, not only is all this very impressive. He's going to. Ma- I mean, this is worth a lot of money what he's doing like this oh, yeah. is something people would pay huge money to mm-hmm. build something out of or whatever i'd buy that bowl for 50 dollars. that's right brian 50 dollars. <laughs> personal yeah, checks that. not not welcome uh <laughs> well excellent work uh bill as always it's a pleasure to have you here i'm glad you're doing well and uh, we look forward to the next time we're together punishprops.com of course and you can search for punish props on the youtube you got it oh chinbeard on twitter take it easy see yeah. you later all right there he goes for some reason, Brian's camera just went weird. Okay, there we go. I fixed it. Weird! It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> All right. Uh, just in time? Yeah? Yeah, just in time. Yeah, why not? Let's get him in here. See what's going on with the uh, <laughs> with the extreme left uh, <laughs> of, the, uh, of the political discussion, which we like to have here on the show. And also, let's see if his... Uh, computer works and his setup is uh, mm. functioning and his uh, camera his microphone yep, his volume he, all those things i'll bet he has to turn himself up that's what i think is going to happen uh, i don't even play this game anymore because- hey oh hey what's going on oh hey Lord. oh Jeez. hold on a second oh, that was literally just to be an asshole to brian i know, I know. it was I pretty know. good <laughs> it's pretty good this no. should be accomplished yeah <laughs> nicely done here's this these are their stories Oh, I'm terrible with names. (laughs) It's Justin Robert Young, everybody, here to join us on a Tuesday, as he always does, for a little segment we call Jury Duty. And you got us. Well done on the volume thing. That was very nice. Uh, Yeah. Oh, by the way, Discord has decided not to accept any of my cameras. Oh, uh, weird. uh, 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 This is a cue in Scott saying it works for everybody else, and we can move on. Yeah. Here, let me just say this, just for the record. It works for everybody else. All right, moving on. Okay. Uh, I had already said it, but it's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate and compound what you said. Hey, look I at the, just, yeah. Look, yeah. we one of the things we try to do on this show is we try to get you in here and we try to dissect what's happening in the world of politics. And sometimes it's ends up being me getting talked down from a cliff a little bit, or it's or yeah. it's you with a little more insider information, or it's um, you know it's some wacky uh, weird part of politics nobody's talking about. Whatever. Today, I would like to shift our focus from the usual Trumpy side of things 
to the oh, yeah he is he is the president right you know we, sure. we wind up focusing on the people that are in power when there's not an election but thank the lord we are back in business back mm -hmm. in the in in the business of possibility of debate of uh, argument of strategy ah the 2020 election is here yeah you can smell Leave it, it right? in friend can you smell <laughs> you can smell the ben gay coming off of uh, one of the candidates uh, that being Bernie Sanders. Now, here's the thing. I'm not yeah. trying to be... Uh, that's my attempt to not be ageist, but I did it anyway. Uh, sure. He, he's uh, old. He's old, but that's fine. Whatever. We're all old in the end. Wow. When you last week, when we were talking about how he'd entered the race, I was vocally kind of not stoked about that idea because I think that Bernie tends to... He kind of just is the other end of the of the extreme stick. There's a stick. It's called extreme, and there's only room on the tips. And and Trump's on one end of it, and he's on the other end of it. And it feels like they almost come back around and touch each other. And I find them, I find him to be blustery and disruptive in the same way Trump is, but just on a different, just in a different place with different policies. So you would say you would say extreme in how they discuss things. Not necessarily extreme in terms of their views, because they're actually like shockingly fairly close on a lot of. Well, that, and that's hence my my comparison of the two, because I just don't think they're that different. <laughs> like I think that there's a. Yeah, but it, I mean, I guess when you say that there's an extreme and there's an extreme, what I would imagine uh, Bernie Sanders, I think, is definitely somebody that uh, uh, wants to and is very uh, has built a brand on the idea that we should uh, rethink what the norms are move the overton window uh, uh to use a parlance from modern political discussion on uh, how we think about economics in this country right and specifically we need to do that uh uh in in giving a shot larger and more expansive social programs uh, trump on the other hand what you would think the antithesis to that would be a super laissez-faire Maybe even like uh, uh, anarcho-capitalist libertarian philosophy of like the government should literally just be there to to uh, you know uh, process taxes that then we immediately give back to everybody just to prove that <laughs> we trust our very limited threadbare central government. Right. Uh, Trump is not that. No. Trump is 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 far more of. Uh, he believes in big expenditures. He believes in big programs. He might not believe in the big expenditures and big programs that you uh, might like, right? But he does believe in the power of federal government to change things significantly. So they are fairly similar there, although they do differ greatly on on you know the idea of what socialism is and whether or not it should come to America. Yeah, I do think that uh, Bernie needs a haircut this year <laughs> i mean it's just i know it's a small thing um and 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 in light of trump probably even smaller because his hair is ridiculous but so maybe the uh the, the the kurt russell buzz from stargate like going from the kurt russell long hair to the kurt yeah russell something short buzz. it's just so all over the damn place like it's just yeah. a frilly mess 
I mean, I mean, but that's him. He's he is a, a, a brand. The one other thing that I will say, because it always gets people all steamed up like rice whenever I, I compare Bernie Sanders to Donald Trump. I will make one more comparison and then I swear to God, we'll only talk about how they're different yes. uh, from here on out. But uh, uh, they both have made a brand on uh, destroying the party that they are running with it. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump made a brand on destroying the establishment of the GOP. Mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders has, that. yeah, Bernie Sanders has very much made a brand in in uh, criticizing uh, and and uh, giving voice to angst against the Democratic Party. Right. And uh, the the hidden headline here is that he earned ten million dollars over the weekend or something crazy like that. No, since he announced, he announced he, he raised six million dollars in his first day, and now ten million dollars uh, since he started running, which is about a week. So that's a lot. Uh, uh, you know, for those of you, I think there, there might be an initial kind of skepticism with like, ah, well, is that real? It's just a press release from the the Sanders campaign. All those numbers eventually come out. Like yeah. they do have to be reported to the Federal Elections Commission. So, although. It could be possible that he would lie. It is unlikely in campaigns if you're just going to be proven wrong in three more weeks. Uh, normally, this these are numbers that you can usually trust. Uh, it, it puts a lot of pressure not only on the other uh, people running in the 2020 primary, but also really kind of makes you wonder how much somebody like Joe Biden, who by the polls would be the front runner, how much he can raise and whether or not he's got the same kind of excitement behind him. Right. Um and also the 30 other prominent faces that are trying to run for mm-hmm. it's not 30 but you know yeah it's a i lot. mean they're they're all going to be trying to yeah. to make uh make their make their name uh during this uh, 2020 election they don't quite have the name recognition that bernie had by way of the 2016 primary uh, or biden based on you know being a part of the obama administration and his previous record so right uh, uh everybody else is going to be looking to be an exciting new face uh, or an alternative to people who don't like biden and bernie both of which are uh older white men and uh <laughs> you know have differing economic policies yeah Whiteman, you say? Yes, we're having White. a we're having a barbecue this Friday at the Whiteman's. Please bring yourself, and <laughs> bring macaroni. Um, but no, I uh, I find his okay. So here's the other comparison. If it there are on, the only group of people I think that are as utterly devoted and devoid of the of any ability to cr- think critically of their man than Trump supporters. Our Bernie supporters. <laughs> are do you really? Are you? I honestly, I yeah. text. We were texting about whether or not we wanted to talk about this last night. And I'm just, just so you know, the only people I do a politics podcast. The only people who write more emails than Trump supporters are Bernie supporters. <laughs> are you just trying to like pivot and like? Is this like a penance? No. What I'm, what I'm, I'm annoyed by it. I'm annoyed. In fact, you're right. They are the ones that email more. They are the ones that, if I say, I mean, if I, if there's ever been anything, they are in the top one percent of the one percent of people who email. <laughs> if, if once in a while, they're, they'll, you know, we'll invoke the name of Bernie Sanders, and I immediately get emails, uh, very angry, long paragraphed emails, even if we barely touched on the subject. So I expect some here, and that's fine. Um, I got it. I got it when I said on Twitter 
that I think Bernie and I do. I think Bernie is going to get the Democratic nomination. I believe that he I'm, that's my bet. It is way too early. There's a million things that are going to happen. But if I had to bet before the season started, I'm going to bet Bernie Sanders because I'm not going to be caught again uh, uh, doubting another candidate that has a high floor but low ceiling because the last time I did that he became president of the United States of America so I'm at least not going to do it right after it happened the last time I'm going to bet on Bernie Sanders and so I say that on Twitter and all I get like a, a, a bunch of Bernie people that are like hey Bernie would have won look at these polls from 2016 and I'm like I'm saying he's gonna win now like get off my balls <laughs> Yeah, no, he gets uh, he, he, there's there's a very adamant bunch out there, and that's fine. I don't and if uh, this is not me saying don't send your mails, you can send them. It's fine. We'll, we'll take whatever oh. we get. But uh, I guess I'm just I'm bracing for okay. There's a couple of things I'm bracing for, and by the way, I still stand by my point that I will take pretty much anybody over Trump in 2020. And if it's Bernie, great. If it's some GOP challenger that actually has something to say that I like, great. Whoever it is, uh, great. Anybody but Trump, basically. But uh, I'm worried about the actual entering into the phase of this where things get real nasty. I just feel like it's going to get really nasty this time. And I also believe that Trump is going to lose in 2020. And I think that that means a really rough transition. Not, I don't mean between two presidents and who's in charge. I mean... Trump will never, ever let go of the idea that somehow the, the election was ripped from him, stolen from him. Uh, there'll be conspiracy theories for another decade about why he lost in 2020. And we're going to have to hear that constantly because the press can't resist the temptation that is Trump complaining about a thing. So you really want the most amount of emails that you've ever received from a TMS. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? That you pivot immediately from attacking Bernie supporters to giving a Trump conspiracy? I mean, I'm just saying he's it's going to get ugly and it's going to get ugly because why are, we, why are we even talking about that now? We have I an entire know. gigantic 2020 Democratic primary to fixate. I thought that was the entire point of this. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. About Trump. You're right. I've taken it into this other place. and I think it's because I'm playing off my own fears. My fears are I, I'm not looking forward to 2016 again. And it feels like we're going to have to have that again. And we're just... going to. Well, I mean, here would be the biggest thing is if, if Bernie does become the nominee then we are going to have a conversation beyond just prosecuting the record of Trump, yeah. uh, which I think might be a better uh, a strategy is that Bernie Sanders is going to walk in and say, no, now the election's about American socialism. Yeah. Do we want American socialism? This is, you know, the, 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 the time is now children are our future. Uh, 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 we need to re-level the playing field. We need to redistribute the wealth we need to do. Uh, you know, free Medicare for all, uh, uh, college for all, yada, 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 right? He, that's going to be the conversation. And Trump will be very excited to have that conversation. He made a point to say socialism will never come to America in his State of the Union address, I think, speaking directly to that idea. However, it won't be a tune that Trump is setting. He'll be dancing to Bernie Sanders' tune, which will be a different a difference from 2016 where he basically set up everything. Right. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what, here's where I agree with Bernie Sanders supporters. If he would have been, if he would have gotten through the, uh, and become the democratic 
nomination uh, for the Democrats, he would have won that election. Like, he would be President Sanders right now. And from a movie standpoint, President Sanders, I always do this. President Sanders is a good name. If you're making a movie about a president or about, like, uh, Air Force One style kind of movie, you want a guy with a certain kind of name. It's I'm, well, two I, syllables, right? I mean, yeah, Sanders, Sanders, and it just sounds like I don't know, American yeah, president. Now, now here's now here's the question: Palmer Jenkins. Is that yeah. uh, number one? I do think that Sanders uh, was the only brave soul to actually mount a real campaign against Hillary Clinton. Everybody else begged off, including half the people that are running this time. Uh, uh, I think that that kind of authenticity was something that endeared him to voters as well as his position. His biggest problem is going to be, can he, socialism is still something that is a naughty word in American politics. And we get, uh, uh, you know, uh, us online see a lot more of it. It seems a lot more popular online than it is when you poll America. Right. Um, and also, by and large, remember that most people really just kind of vote based on how they're doing economically. If if they're making money, if they feel like they've got money in the bank and things are going well, uh, even if that means voting in or staying home, if you are in a demographic that would vote against Trump, uh, that's usually how things work. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if the economy's good, it's going to be hard to unseat a, a, a sitting president and even more so, harder to unseat a sitting president when what you are offering is economic instability, mm -hmm. even if it's for a good cause. Right. 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 You're saying, hey, we're going to uh, uh, redraw the lines of economics. Uh, and you're like, oh, uh, I, I actually just bought this house, though. Uh, it's a great <laughs> idea. But, man, I, I'm looking at this mortgage like, yeah. Ugh, can we like just promise we'll do it as soon as I'm done paying off my house? Yeah. Can you come back in 30 years with your cool idea? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, like that is a huge thing. It's why, well, there's other, there's complicated things with Bush Sr. and his reelection campaign and him losing. Um, but a lot of it had to do with no new taxes and then had new taxes. The, the economy wasn't doing so great. Uh, you know, things were a little bit fishy. Had, uh, had Bush been up for reelection in, in the 2008 cycle uh, and not be finishing his presidency then, I guarantee he wouldn't have won given everything that had crashed and gone to poop right then like you're right like that's what people do they vote with their comfort level with the economy and it's also not cool to wish for a crap economy under a president you hate like that affects mm -hmm. real people and i don't want yeah. that i don't want that i just think we have a giant douche who's got lucky <laughs> with the economies who's sitting in a place where he's being a giant douche and so well in in, in general i mean you know, uh, uh, reasonable minds can differ on exactly how much the uh, the president affects the economy. It is something that I think is largely out of their control. Uh, I'm I am more of the belief that a president can hurt the economy. I don't know exactly how much a president can help the economy. I think that that's something that that kind of has ebbs and flows. Yeah. But uh, uh, it, in general, you're right. Whether or not it's you know just a, a lucky rabbit's foot that you're like ah making money. Cool. As long as I'm uh, in the making, as long as Money Man is in office, then I keep getting these checks. Hmm. Vote for Money Man. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, that 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 tends to affect how people vote. And also it's like, this is another one of those things that is just a, a historically a, a fact. 
it's hard for in 2016 it's hard for one party to keep the office of the presidency for three terms right it's just historically very hard yeah it is also historically very hard to unseat a president between their two terms yeah so that's why it's so rare were, yeah yeah if you were just betting there's always money in the banana stand when it comes to those two <laughs> things so that is just something to remember i'm gonna be the most boring i'll, I'll be old boring brad while everybody is in the middle of the throws of the 2020 election and everybody's like, yeah, but what about when he spilled the ketchup on that child? And you know, it'll be this very in the moment thing. And I'll be like, well, remember, <laughs> you know, for all the chaos and all the noise and how much more granular we are about it. And believe you me, no one loves it more than I do. Let's not lose sight of the fact that traditionally, you know, it winds up evening out like that. Yeah, I think I agree. So, all right. Next week, I want to talk about um, the the Starbucks guy. So have that in the back of your head. I want to see if you think he has. Why any... we can talk about him like right now? I don't like, want to talk about him. Blow that out in okay. two seconds. All right, then you tell me if he runs as as an independent as he's threatening to do. Does he become the next? Uh, who's the guy from Texarkana that screwed up the Bush uh, Clinton deal? Ross Perot. Ross Perot. No. Is he the next Spoiler Ross alert: Perot? He's not Ross Perot. Okay. Here's how it works. <laughs> Dig this. Scott, I'm now going to make you a multi-billionaire. I'm ready. Give me and the you're, money. You're the exact same person, but you're a multi-billionaire, okay. and you really, really, really hate Trump. Okay. Right? Okay. So all of a sudden, a friend of a friend introduces you to this guy, and he's like, oh, man, you know, I used to work in politics, and I, you know, I've seen every president. I've been around every president. <sighs> Scott, I'll tell you what, man. You've got it. You've got, you've got, you know, what it takes to be president. I think that you could be, I know you'd never want to do it because you got, you know, your own things, but you could be president. And then you start thinking about it. And then he comes back and he's like, you want to know what? Look, man, I, I know this ain't really your thing, but uh, I had a, a couple uh, buddies of mine that they're pollsters. They just ran general polls. Uh, uh, just take a look at these. It shows that you would beat Donald Trump. Like you would actually be able to beat Donald Trump. And then uh, he's like, ah, I'm sure you wouldn't want to do it. You know, you got a lot of stuff going on. And then uh, you're like, you start thinking about it a little bit more. Then he's like, look, you're a multi-billionaire. So I'm just going to tell this to you once. If you just hired me and 15 of my friends and these two PR companies, that would basically be a campaign. I mean, look, it's a couple hundred million dollars. <laughs> a couple hundred million dollars. You are multi-billionaire. That's, you know, just, just a, a chump change for you. You could actually do it. At some point, you might start thinking to yourself, I should run for president of the United States. Whether or not you actually had a chance, he is getting milked. He's getting milked by uh, a, a coterie of PR offices and a few uh, uh, political uh, uh, campaign strategists. They're literally stealing money from him and they're parading him around on CNN and making him do these interviews. He has no platform. He, he has no support by the numbers. He is literally just an ATM to opportunistic people. And that's all I have to say about Howard Schultz. That's awesome. All right. 
I didn't know that you had that simple of a view of his uh, potential threat. It sounds like there isn't one. You don't think it even matters. He could run and it won't matter. What is he even running? Like, what is his thing? He's like, well, I uh, I hate Trump, but I'm also really mad about these socialists. I'm literally in the middle. That's what they call me. Literally in the middle, man. Like, there's... <laughs> There's no point. Like, he doesn't have a, a like, normally when you're running as an independent, if you're running as a moderate, you need to run as one of the, in one of the parties. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's where the people who don't want to take that much of a chance, which right. is the majority of the country, go. If you're running outside of the parties, you need to effectively bring a point of view that you hope either is, is cotton to by the populace or... The mate, one of the major parties says, okay, there's enough support for this that we just need to include this idea and in how we think. That's what Ross Perot did. Ross Perot was a brilliant campaigner. Yeah. Ross Perot was a, a literal cartoon character who was ripped <laughs> out of Looney Tunes yeah. and uh, uh, captivated the nation's attention. Howard Schultz is a boring billionaire who uh, uh, literally has Steve Schultz suckling at his teat. <laughs> Uh, uh, that is uh, leaking a money fluid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Ew. Fair enough. <laughs> then then I'll ask you this. This is a this is the big question of the week. Will right. the supposed uh, Florida uh, Jupiter PD police video of Robert <laughs> of Robert Kraft getting a handy at a local massage parlor, will that video leak? Or are Man, we are we just to leave it to our imaginations for the end of time? You, you gotta figure that's a that's a just tell me how many zeros are on this check uh, from TMZ situation, right? Uh, yeah, like uh, uh, that dude definitely getting his crank yanked by uh, <laughs> some human trafficking victim is uh, is is really a sight to behold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, 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 man, when you're talking about, apparently there's multiple billionaires that are ensnared in that. Yeah, and they say he's not the big one. He's like not the biggest of the catch, whatever that means. I mean, if they ever say who that is, but I would, I would like to know who. I don't know why I'm taking such glee in these billionaires getting their, getting their schmear going. I, I, there's something about that that's very satisfying to me as those guys uh, getting busted, but. Well, know. yeah. I mean, look. Uh, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing funny about human trafficking. There's nothing funny about the situation that was going on there. Uh, Robert Kraft is a weird guy, man. Robert Kraft. For those of you who haven't been following the Robert Kraft story, uh, has this uh, a longtime wife. She dies, possibly before that. They have been separated. If, if you Google Robert. Kraft's audition tape that he had with his uh, bubbly young uh, girlfriend who was auditioning for that Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson movie, The Internship. Yeah. Uh, that's out there. And then she goes away for yeah. a year yeah. uh, and then comes back with a baby that nobody will say if it's Robert Kraft's. Uh, he's a big Trump donor but yet is uh, uh, apparently there for a lot of social justice causes was apparently part of the uh, influence that helped freed rapper uh, Meek Mill from prison in Philadelphia is dancing on stage with Cardi B at the Super Bowl uh, <laughs> uh, now reportedly weeks after 
his last handy at the you know spas of asia uh massage parlor in uh, jupiter florida so uh he's uh he's, there's a lot going on with old robert crap yeah he has some things going on by the way he also for for uh, uh people in our circles he is the owner of the boston uprising the uh competitive overwatch league team uh robert Kraft was talked into purchasing a year and a half ago or so and um uh, so even video games are not untouched by by the Robert Kraft story. By the Robert Kraft yeah. handy story. Yeah, you just he's can't get a, away from it. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. And, uh, uh, you know, on, on one hand, there is something very, very funny about a billionaire going into a strip mall massage parlor to get his, his uh, you know, uh, weenus uh, uh, beat. <laughs> but, like, on the other hand, it is, it is really, like, the... The treatment of those of these women reportedly is is absolutely disgusting and horrifying. Right. And uh, this is the kind of thing that happens, I think, more often than uh, we would we would like to admit. Well, as of two years, two years, two hours ago, breaking news, uh, the sports says Robert Kraft not expected to dispute the charges and the video likely to be released. So that'll be fun. Looking forward to that being the big focus of our nation. I mean, do they blur it? Like, how does that? Oh God, I hope. Oh, so. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And like, who knows how but explicit who, it is? Who blurs? Does the do the police blur it? Does the media blur it? Like, does it just get uploaded to Pornhub? Like, I don't know. Yeah, ten years from now, ask me again when we're watching a show on Bravo called uh, "Keeping Up with the Crafts" or something. Like this is the <laughs> it's the beginning of a whole new career for the craft uh, offspring and everyone involved. It'll be the the great uh, big conspiracy. Go ahead. It just- I imagine the police would have to do it just to to uh, um, prevent a public indecency situation, I, right? Yeah, I guess it's not the police's job to release pornography, <laughs> but. It- <laughs> If you want to call it that, Ugh. but I guess I guess also, but like there is like an element of evidence, right? I guess the mm-hmm. court, you know, the the police will would have to see, and any court case if it went to court would have to see. The oh whole, yeah, no, just the like the version is free, and uh, for a dollar a minute you get to watch the un. <laughs> yeah, if you got to go to Brazers or somewhere to get it, <laughs> Brazers, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I only read for the articles. Yeah, I only go to Brazers for the articles. Yeah, no. That, is it? Is it? Is it a pornography website or a French bistro? <laughs> Brazers. I looked at that on MrsKin.com. The only reason I even know that one is you guys. Uh, who, who? Someone in the chat room or somebody made some video of me doing something, and at the bottom it had the Brazers logo. I didn't even know what that was at the time, and Brian had to cue me in. I think it. I think it's Brazzers. Oh, is it Brazzers? Sure, but I'm going to say it's Brazzers. Right. Yeah. But, but there was no. some video of me or some photo of me doing something dumb. What was it? Chat room, you guys know this. Someone will pull I up a link. It was and, years ago, yeah. Yeah, it was a few years ago. But, yeah, no. I Okay. What I hope happens is that the woman who very likely is in some, uh, you know, awful human trafficking situation. These aren't, you know, these aren't young upstart uh sex workers with controlling their careers. Uh, I hope that she's not muddied in this any more than her life already has been. In other words, you know, if they're going to blur anything, make sure you blur her. But uh, yeah, court cases like the R. Kelly stuff, you have to show that stuff if you're going to court. And he denied it initially. So I don't know if that means yeah. it was. Well, but... he denied that he did anything illegal. Oh, is that what he says? 
Yeah. Mm. No, the official Patriot statement was uh, Robert Kraft denies that he ever did anything illegal. Yeah. Well, soliciting a prostitute is actually illegal. I don't know if he knows that. Also, a uh, uh, he did it on the morning of the AFC Championship game. There's right. something. There's something there. I don't clear know what it is. Clear the mechanism. Clear the mechanism. That's right. <laughs> clear the pipes. Got to blow off some steam. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the. Whatever the... <laughs> Look, it's a big game. That's a. That was a. That you was a, a game. You need game a clear head season. to be able to. Uh, focus I mean, on what you? I mean, what, what's your alternative? He's going to be uh, in the middle. Uh, you know, the third quarter. Patrick Mahomes is uh, leading the Chiefs down the field, and he's going to need to go beat off in the owner's box? Come on. Not with Giselle around. Sure, Giselle is up make there. Sure that that's, uh, he's on E. Yeah. He's not going to be overheating. Yeah, plus you, know? you can't have Giselle in the same room as Robert Kraft. He's going to get all worked up, start crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to bleep that one. All right. Hey. Yeah, that one might be. <laughs> well done, everybody. Uh, uh, what else? That's it. That's all we got this week. Whatever next week is, that is, we're done with the Starbucks, guys. So we don't have to plan for that. We'll think of something else. Uh, but before then, there's always little things happening here and around uh, Jury's World. You want to tell people where they can uh, get it? Uh, sure. So uh, the big, the big, 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 big things are March 9th at the North Door Theater in Austin, Texas, during South by Southwest Interactive. Uh, it is the South by So Wasted comedy show featuring a live night attack, a live ice cream social. And if you have never, by the way, I think if you have never heard of ice cream social and you are a fan of TMS, owe it to yourself to go give them a try very much in the same vein. You guys will really, really dig them. And anybody who comes out is going to have an absolute blast. We have uh, live performances by the Possum Pot, Jomo and the Possum Posse and Dual Core. Uh, as well as special guests, up to and including uh, Andrew Heaton, The Whiskey Tribe, Tom Merritt, and Willie Dills Gregory. It is going to be wow. an absolute blast and a half. Go ahead and get it right now. Uh, uh, Android or iOS, just trigger your voice assistant and say podcastlink.com slash night attack. Go ahead and try it. Podcastlink.com slash night attack, and you will be brought right in to our ticket link. It says, "Hold on, I'm doing it on Alexa." Yeah. Oh, she can't find it. Well, well there's a reason why I said there was a reason why I said uh, 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 iOS or, or Android. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I thought for some reason I thought last week you said that it worked for like Google Home and and Echo. No, well, yeah, I don't know what Google Home would do. I think if you had one of them with a screen, it would probably bring you to. Uh, probably pull to it up on the All right, well, that's awesome though. That's that you guys are doing audio. that. All right, give it. Give them the. I talked over you. Give them that one more time. Just make sure it is podcast podcastlink.com slash night attack. And then, uh, yeah, no, that'll be that'll be a great time. There you go. Justin R. Young on Twitter. Follow him there. He has things to say. Politics, politics, politics and more. Bye. All right. Wow. I hung up on him, but gave him a lot of cred there at the end. So. You did. Yes. A lot of a lot of time to plug. Yeah. Is what we gave him. Plug it right up, yo. And oh. I believe one week from today, we're in the summer movie draft. <gasps> Oh, right. And we're doing that, aren't we? We're doing that. Yeah. Brian and I, we missed last the last one for reasons, but uh, this time yeah. we're going to be in there and we're going to be in it to win it as far as we're I'm just, concerned. We're just, this is a plan, right? We're just buying end game and we're done. Is that all we're doing? Well, that, that's the plan. It's going to be, it. Th it's a shit show this summer. It's, there are so many yeah. huge game or uh, games, huge movies coming out that are all big blockbuster potential like monster hits. I mean, every year has some of that. This year's sure. nuts, like across the board crazy. 
there's well when's the new Star Wars movie that may be false maybe that doesn't count um but there's there's an I Avengers can tell movie you, you know there's right there's uh, Captain Marvel is going to be included in this Hellboy Shazam Spider-Man uh, of course Endgame Detective Pikachu is in there the new Aladdin mm-hmm. uh, Dark Phoenix Men in Black International yeah Toy Story 4 yeah Spider-Man Far From Home The yeah. Lion King oh Lion King is going to be massive it's going to be massive we should put all our money in the Lion King honestly that's not a bad idea because that's going to I mean, people think it's going to be this other stuff. That thing is the biggest, yeah. widest audience thing of this season. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well like Brian it. and I, I like are going to try to win, but we don't know. We never win these. <laughs> uh, we, we try. We came close when we bought uh, whatever it was last year. Um, yeah, what did we buy last time? We bought remember? something. We basically spent all our money on one thing and then just sat there for the whole rest of the... Um, yeah, it did okay, uh, though. We om- it did okay. We yeah. almost won with it. Mm-hmm. Like, we ended up in third, I think. Right, right. But we were in first for, like, two-thirds of the two-thirds of the draft, and then Tom, I think, swept in. and uh, Yeah. Chat room uh, saying don't waste your money on Aladdin. I think Aladdin, whether we like it or not, is going to dr- have a draw. It may not go week to week, but I still don't think that's a bad purchase. I mean, it's easy to say that trailer looks like poop, and I agree it does. But that's not what we're doing here. This isn't, like, how good something's going to be. This is right. what we think audiences are going to do. And it's yeah. hard. For, it's actually hard for me to separate the two because I know yeah, what I'm excited right. about, but it's not necessarily the thing that's got that everybody's excited about. Exactly. It's a, it is a. It is a. You know, there's a finesse to it. There's a, a strategy. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, there's a strategy to playing out last two. How do I know? Because I've done <laughs> Let's it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Here is a little mini clippy deal from TMS Mashups himself. That's Jamie over there at Patreon.com/slash/TMS Mashups. Check it out. He put this together. Okay. <laughs> ah, frick. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Nick. Ah. Oh, my gosh. Shit. Shit balls. Oh, shit potatoes. moving grandpa no don't be coming around here son <laughs> i believe we got a thing going on with jesus <laughs> uh, f you you weirdo <laughs> and do i go in oh she's freaking gross Super disturbing. Shit. Shit. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, that's not scary down there. Shit. Ah. There's a dude. Why am I doing this? Shit. Who was just a kid? That's a kid? Oh, shit. Shit. Nowhere to climb. Shit. Oh shit! Oh, you're cutting through the corn, ah, honey. Oh my gosh! I think I squeezed blood out of my nipples. That scared me so bad. No! Oh! <laughs> no! I can't get out! Ah! 
shit. He's in the corn. Oh, shit. What's he doing? Oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh, shit. Oh, I hate this. What? Oh, son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> oh, Nick. Gosh, dang it. Go away. Frick. <laughs> a little dead guy zombie wiener. Hello, little wiener. Hey, little wiener. Oh, you're so cute for a little wiener. Look at my wiener. Check it out. I may be dead, but look at this wiener. All right, this is where we leave it. We'll pick it up again on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I love that uh, Kim has joined in the sneak up behind Scott uh, well, shenanigans. She, she claimed she didn't mean to do it, but I don't know. I don't trust anyone anymore. Yeah, I mean, she got exactly. me just fine. <coughs> but she, came, she brought me food and she poked me in the arm right at the worst possible moment. She goes, I thought you could see me. I'm like, no, dude. I thought I had, <laughs> I thought I didn't need the to best. pee, but here we are. I've peed. That is the absolute best. Yes. Now I don't have to pee. Now we've. <laughs> no longer is it a problem. Hey, a reminder Vegas tickets still on sale. You can get on to uh, via, uh, Viva TMS Vegas and get your tickets and come see me and Brian and a bunch of other people, including Jury, who was just here. Uh, the self also referenced Tom Merritt will be there. Um, we're working on a bunch of other names, but a bunch of cool. Uh, hoping, hoping Fletcher's haven't heard back, but uh, yep. loved having them last year. We got our esports event on Thursday where we're going to play right. Overwatch, a big friendly tournament of Overwatch. We've got a bunch of you signing up. We need a few more to oh. kind of top off our tournament. Scott mm. and I are talking about something very cool for Saturday night. This is going to be yeah. something that you don't want to miss. Yeah, Brian had a really, uh, him and we should give Tina credit. You guys had an amazing yes. idea. And uh, he told me, and it was just, it made perfect sense. So, so Thursday esports, Friday something awesome, Saturday something possibly even more <laughs> awesome. Yeah, casual meetup on Friday, but casual Saturday. <laughs> Let's have our two tent poles and then the, uh, oh, hello, and then uh, something <laughs> casual in between. That's right. It's going to be great. So check it out, vivatmsvegas.com. Tickets still available. Cool swag comes with those, and we really want to see you in Vegas. vivatmsvegas.com, or you can find it linked at frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else that we do including our support. You can support us. Click that Patreon link and give us your love. Uh, we'll love you for it. And uh, we really appreciate all uh, those who support us now. And if you have not considered doing it, consider it. It helps the show a lot. And uh, I don't know, just help us pay the bills. <laughs> Please do. Yes. Uh, Brian. Especially yeah. end, of the, end of the month is coming. So, hey, you know what? Just on a lark, put five bucks in there. Why yeah, not? Why it's not? The end of the month. Yeah, exactly. You can change it later. Change on the 15th next month, you'll be fine. Sure. None of this is weird or illegal. It's fine. No, Do that. Not at all. No. Well, there's nothing illegal about no, that. No, there's not. It's not. If it's something about, I'm trying to think, is there anything against the rules? I don't think so. Not at all. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can one, swoop one in. payment goes through and you're good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thomas wrote in and said, hi, Sarek and Broccoli, or Sarek and Broccoli. Ooh. It's Thomas from Missouri and the 26th today is my birthday. And on that day, I turned the age of Star Trek, which is 47. Mm. Not really the age of Star Trek, but the age of the, the number that appears in Star Trek a lot. So if at all possible, could you play something Star Trek related? If not, something happy and uplifting works too. Don't forget to test the ship's phasers and thanks for all you guys do. Oh, oh that means he wants a phasers. Hold on. He does. I want it too. I can do it. It's right here. Let's test the ship's phasers. Let's test the ship's phasers. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Something Star Trek or something happy and uplifting. Can I give you both? Yes. Can I can I play a song for you that contains both of these? 
Um, Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain put out an album a couple of years ago called By Request Songs from the Set List, where um, these guys are great. If you have not seen, watched uh, any YouTube videos of the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, they are fantastic and they are absolutely um, uh, a cool thing to watch on YouTube. Yeah. So go do that. Every once in a while, they put out an album of their uh, their best music. This one happened to come out in 2017. It is a cover of the theme from Star Trek. And my friends, it's the version with Gene Roddenberry's lyrics. So always a plus right there. Uh, they don't have a theremin, but they've got a bunch of ukuleles and a whistle. So uh, that's how you get it. It's the theme from Star Trek live by the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Dollar dollar bills, y'all.